Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. There are many types of Baptists, but being a Baptist once meant that you were a fundamentalist. Over the years, many Baptists have strayed from the fundamentals and thus attack those who remain true to the faith. This podcast will address the issues surrounding what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Somebody said, Brother House, fundamentalists are changing, aren't they? No, fundamentalists don't change. Folks quit being fundamentalists. God says when the troubles come, He said, fight. You can't fight. He said, withstand. You can't withstand. He said, stand. What does it mean to stand? He said, don't change. What? Don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I, I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. Doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. Why does every generation feel that we've got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did it fast for us, and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist. Hello and welcome. My name is David Baker. Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We're glad that you're here, here for another episode, and this is part two of Theological Legalism. Now, my uh, trusty sidekick, my uh, regular co-host, Brother Tim Peterson, is not here. He's playing hooky. Some kind of excuse about having a baby and needing to be home with a family, you know, something like that. I don't know. But yes, 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 we have a brand new grandbaby. They have a new little boy, uh, and his name is Hudson Ryder Peterson, uh, six pounds, nine ounces, 19 and three quarter inches long. Mom and baby are doing well and they're home. And so this makes, are you ready? Six children, four and under. Six children, four and under. Uh, Almost all the children were born in April, so all of them are getting ready to have a birthday. But as of today, six children, four and under. So something about they're busy and have their hands full with a new baby, and I don't know. But anyway, so I told him, uh, yes, all right, we'll give you the night off, and I'm just going to uh, finish this theological legalism and uh, hopefully be able to um, get some help for that. So that's our plan. And so quick review, and if you missed the last one, please go back. Very, very important subject for people to understand this. When I say theological legalism, when you look up a definition, you want to make sure that you use the definition in context. For instance, to be saved, what does it mean? To back up a document on your hard drive, to stop a puck from going in the goal, or uh, salvation by grace through faith, okay, being saved from our sins. And so you need to make sure that you're looking up the theological definition. And I went through all those last time. The theological definition for legalism is adding works to salvation or a work salvation. That's what it is. Um, and so and that's exactly what Galatians is talking about. Jesus um, 
saves us by grace through faith. Paul preached to the churches of Galatia, salvation was by grace through faith, not by the works of the law or circumcision. They were adding that to that. They were legalistic. By the way, there are a lot of churches today that are legalistic. In our area, Church of Christ is gigantic. Church of Christ, to go to heaven, you have to hear, believe, confess, repent, be baptized, uh, take the Lord's Supper every Sunday, go to church without a piano, Um, endure to the end, and then hopefully you'll get to go to heaven. Honestly, that's what they believe. That is a legalistic church. They're a work salvation church. Um, Around here, there's a lot of Pentecostal churches. Those Pentecostal churches, the women cannot cut their hair at all. You can't wear jewelry, even a wedding ring. You can't wear a watch. You have to wear long sleeves for the men and the women uh, and many other things. And you have to do that in order to go to heaven. If you don't do those things, you're not going to go to heaven. What is that? That is a theologically uh, legalistic church because they are having works for salvation, okay? And then some people said, well, um, no, 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 legalism is now um, a, um, a strict um, use of the law or a strict belief in the law and trying to live the law, and they say that's that. Um, no, that is not the definition of legalism. They say strict adherence to the law, and we went through that and said, okay, if that is the definition, which it's not, but if it is, do you strictly try to obey thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not commit adultery? Do you stick strictly try to obey that law? Then by your definition, you are also a legalist, okay? It just depends what laws you want to obey. And so um, we talked about that. Now, uh, in doing the research and study for this, you listen and read and hear a lot of things to try to answer all the questions as a plan. So this is new uh, now. Some people say that legalism is doing anything to earn God's blessing. They say legalism is doing anything to earn God's blessing. Um, Listen, there's nothing you can do to earn God's love. We're not lovable. God is love. God so loved the world, okay? You can't do anything to earn his love, but is there anything you can do to earn his blessings? Honestly, when I hear that, I can see the appeal for that. It sounds really good, but I'm sorry. It just simply isn't the Bible. There's so much of what we get because of what we do. Sorry, go read Deuteronomy. Oh, I know, that's Old Testament. Okay, that's law. But um, read it and see if this has changed. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations of the earth, and all the blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. That's a big deal. Is that still real? Absolutely, it's real. Um, of course, it's applied to Israel, the nation, but it is also would be applied to us if we did that. Look at uh, Deuteronomy 27. Cursed is he that removed his neighbor's landmark. Cursed is he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way. Cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger. Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife. Cursed be he that lieth with all manner of beasts. Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, or the daughter of his father, the daughter of his mother. Are, are those things don't matter anymore? That's Old Testament. Oh, so all those are fine right now. No, God hasn't changed. 
God said, I'm the Lord thy God, I change not. Those things back there, when you obey the word of the God, uh, the word of God and try to keep his commandments, then yes, God's going to bless you. When you lie with all manner of beasts, yeah, there's going to be a curse on you. That hasn't changed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, that's Old Testament. Okay, how about New Testament? How about James, blessed is a man that endureth temptation. When he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Wait, that's New Testament. And there's a blessing if we endure temptation, and there's a reward that we're going to receive. Wow. How about the whole Beatitudes, the most famous sermon Jesus taught, the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are they that mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Is that true today? If we hunger and thirst after righteousness, will God bless us? It's amazing. They said the definition for legalism is uh, if you have to do anything uh, to earn God's blessings. Would you just throw all these verses out? Yes, there are things that we do. When we do them, God will bless us. I don't know what people do with this. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And it goes on and on. Okay. There's so many things. Revelation. One three, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of the prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Yes, there are things that we can do to be blessed by God. There are things that we can do to find favor of the Lord. Um, there are things that we can do where God can bless us. Acts uh, 7, 45 and 6, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus under the possession of the Gentiles who God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David, who found favor before the Lord. David, because of how he lived and what he did, and uh, according to Acts 13, a man after God's own heart, David found favor of the Lord. And many others did too, because of what they did. It's amazing. You really don't think that if somebody lives for God and loves God, sincere, pure heart, trying to obey the Lord and serve him in spirit and in truth, that God's not going to bless that person. And someone who curses, uh, lives wickedly, lives in all kind of sin and filth and junk, that God's not going to bring a uh, judgment upon him. What Bible do you have? What are you reading? 1 Corinthians 2.9, but as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Oh yeah, I love him. He said, if you love me, what? Keep my commandments. It's amazing today in the in our churches and in Christianity, live however you want, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. We're in the age of grace and you can do whatever you want and God doesn't care. Again, what Bible are you reading? That's not in there. Yes, God sends rain on the just and the unjust. But you can't read your Bible and not see that God does bless people more when they're serving and obeying him and his word. James 2.5, hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he had promised to them that love him? Again, over and over and over, promises that God made. That's James, okay? Promises of God if we love him. Promises of God if we serve him. Yes, those are there. Um, it's amazing how many times in the Bible God says, if you do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. <gasps> oh no, has God put requirements on blessings and gifts for us? Yes, 
He does, okay? And not on gifts. Gifts, gifts of salvation is, is uh, for free, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But does God put things on us? If you do this, I'll do this. Yes, he does. That isn't legalism. That is God. That's the word of God. 67 times in the Bible it says, if ye do this, then God does something. 67 times. No, we're not going to read all of them. Just a few. Uh, John, I'm not going to read the references. You can look them up if you want. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if through the Spirit uh, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Over and over, literally, we could go on all day long where God says, if you do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. They said, oh no, the definition of legalism um, is doing anything to earn God's blessing. Okay, you can say that's the definition if you want, but it's not the definition, and it definitely can't be proven in the Bible. There are so many holes in that doctrine, it is not sound at all, okay? Now, salvation is by grace through faith. It is a gift of God, and there's nothing we can do to earn that. That's a gift of God. But after we're saved, if we don't obey the law, we're still saved. We're saved by grace. We can't do anything for God to love us more. We are loved because he first loved us and God is love. For the blessings of God on our life, then yes, there are things that we can do so we can be blessed and happy and rewarded. 1 Corinthians 3.14, if any man's work abide, which he shall build thereupon, he shall receive a reward. (gasps) Wow, if we live for God and love God and served him and wood, wood uh, hay and stubble are burned up and gold, silver, and precious stones are rewarded for, if the work abides, what we did for God, God said we're going to receive a reward. 1 Corinthians 9, 16, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. If I do this willingly, God called me to preach. I've got to preach. Woe to me if I don't. And if I do this willingly, I have a reward. You mean God's going to reward and bless us for doing something, for preaching the gospel? Absolutely he is. Colossians 3, 22, servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that the Lord, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Wow. God said, these servants, you obey your masters as you're obeying God. God's going to give you a reward, a reward. Second John 1, for many, verse 7, for many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that ye lose not those things which ye have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. I wonder how many people used to serve God, used to win souls, used to go to church faithfully, used to read their Bible and used to pray, but oh no, now they've been told that's legalism. You don't have to do any of those things, and they don't. I wonder what's going to happen to their reward. I wonder if they're going to receive a, receive a loss of reward. I wonder if they're going to get their full reward. 
It's a sad thing. You need to be very, very careful of who you listen to and what they're saying. You need to search the scripture daily to make sure what they're saying is right. Uh, if not, you're going to be very deceived. Luke 18, 29 and 30. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. Yes, there are rewards. You sacrificed. You gave up things. You served God. You left your country and your family to go on the mission field. Yes, God is going to reward you and bless you for that. Do you have a Bible? I'm trying not to be rude, but honestly, I just shake my head and go, how in the world can someone who believes the Bible do that? I don't know how anyone that believes the Bible can say that if you have to do anything to get God's blessing or perform, as they say, to get God's blessing, you're a legalist. Yes, God wants us to do things so he can bless us. The Bible is full of blessings and rewards for doing the things that God tells us to do. And here's the relationship. He is our Heavenly Father, okay? He loves us no matter what. When we obey our Heavenly Father, we're blessed here and in heaven. When we disobey, we're chastised here and receive a loss of rewards in heaven. It's so simple. I've heard uh, preachers say that, um, well, Colossians is against legalism and uh, those people that say, touch not, taste not, handle not. And that's all that was said. It's like, you know, that's not what that's talking about. So we can touch anything now? Uh, God still says it's good for a man, 1 Corinthians 7, not to touch a woman. That's okay now? You can touch women that you're not married to? Really? Oh, if you say touch not, taste not, handle not, you're a legalist. Oh, wow. So every man that wants to can go touch any woman that he wants to, and there's no problem with that. Is that what you're saying? Okay. That doctrine has holes in it. No, there are things we're not supposed to touch. Go look at Colossians and see what it's talking about. Verse 16, chapter 2. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or in the new moon or of the Sabbath days. Okay, what is it talking about? Holy days, meat, drink, new moon, Sabbath days. That's the context. Verse 20, wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world, you're subject to ordinances, touch not, taste not, handle not. Okay, you look at the sentence structure, comma, Parenthesis, touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have ye indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. This is not talking about not touching sin, but the holy days of the law. The unclean meats, when they say, oh, no, no, don't touch that. That's unclean. That's been settled, okay? That's been settled, and that's not something we have to go by. That's not something that was done. That's nailed to the cross. We don't have to go by those things anymore, and we know that. That was settled. Acts chapter 11, Peter, and I heard a voice saying unto me, arise, Peter, slay and eat. But I said, not so, Lord, for nothing unclean or common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. And the voice answered me again from heaven, what God hath cleansed, call not thou common. Okay, that's what it's talking about. The holy days and the meats, touch not, taste not, handle not. No, you don't have to do that anymore. It does not mean that there are things in this earth we shouldn't touch. Hey, heroin okay? Um, meth okay? Pot okay? Oh, don't touch? Oh, no, no. If you say don't touch stuff like that, you're a legalist. I'm sorry, in kindness, could I say, you're an idiot, okay? 
<laughs> go tell your kids, guess what? I'm not going to be a legalist anymore. You can touch whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I don't want to be a legalist. Really? That's how you're going to rear your children? <gasps> well, you say, absolutely not. Then how is God going to rear his children that way and say, you can touch anything you want? It's like what Paul said. Um, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things aren't going to edify. They're not going to build. They're not going to help me. Okay. Can I do any of those things and still go to heaven? Yes. God loves me. I'm one of his children. I'm sealed under the day of redemption. But that is not something that God wants me to do. Still in the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Again, that's not talking about meat. That's not talking about uh, um, the uh, unclean animals. No, it's not talking about that. It's talking about the sinful things of the world. Come out from among them and be separate. And God still wants us to do that. All right, one more uh, to answer. Someone said that legalism is adding a requirement to God's free gift. You know, I can almost go with that. The gift of salvation, if you add anything to the gift of salvation, I would say that would be legalism. Okay? Salvation is by grace or faith, accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior, that he died, buried, and rose again to pay your hell. Amen. That's it. You got it. If you add anything to that, oh, and you also have to do this to go to heaven, that would be legalism. Okay? So I'm okay with that. But uh, most people don't. They go a lot farther. Some said, oh, just be led of the Holy Spirit of God. That's all you need. Just be led of the Holy Spirit of God. <laughs> Listen carefully to this. There are so many people that have grieved the Holy Spirit and quenched the Holy Spirit and seared their conscience in sin that they wouldn't know the Holy Spirit of God conviction if it slapped them in the face. Yes, follow the Holy Spirit of God. But why don't we at least start with the black and white of the Word of God? The Holy Spirit will never lead you differently than the Word of God anyway. I was uh, listening to this uh, Christian. It was in a Christian business realm, and this guy was talking about, oh, he was amazed how the Holy Spirit led him to go to certain movies, and he named them. It's like, what? You look that up? There's so much nudity and filth in that. And he was saying the Holy Spirit led him to go, and he learned some great truths from that. Okay, really? You believe the Holy Spirit led him into that? No, and neither do I. And neither is the Holy Spirit leading these guys that are saying all these things from the Bible. You don't have to do them anymore. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's the flesh, or that's another spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. Okay, start with the black and white of the word of God. What God says, do. What God says, don't do, don't do. And yes, in the middle of that, then the Holy Spirit can lead you in the middle of those things specifically of what to do. So understanding theological legalism, we're almost done. Adding works to salvation. Very simply, that's what theological legalism is, salvation by works. And many churches and groups and religions believe that, okay? Um, and if you want to use the other definition, strict adherence to the law, okay, then everyone is a legalist in some aspect of the law, just not all the law. They pick and choose which laws they want to strictly adhere to. And then they choose which ones they want to totally disobey and do whatever they want, okay? And seriously, I hope some people who preach and talk all this legalism would honestly listen to this and have to go, you know what? That's right. We have standards, and that's not legalism. We have things that we believe you should do and not do. That's not legalist. If it is, then 
everyone is a legalist because everyone in some aspect of the law strictly adheres to it. Thou shalt not kill. If you don't strictly adhere to any of the law, <laughs> please, I don't want to go around you. Who knows what you'll do? Again, I'm joking. I'm not trying to put you down. Every person here, I, again, I don't like it when preachers say, ah, that guy, that church, he doesn't have any standards. And I've corrected them and say, you know, they do. Their standards may have dropped. Their standards may not be biblical. Their standards may not be what yours are, but they still have standards. They don't believe it's okay to walk around stark naked. They have a standard, okay? And so they strictly adhere to that. That's where they draw the line at. Again, it may not be biblical, but if the definition is to strictly adhere to the law in some way or another, then they also do that. So sound doctrine, as we talked about, it has no holes in it. When people, call, when others call legalism because they believed there's a strict standard, they're not legalist. That's not sound doctrine, especially when they do it also just in other laws. So logic and the Bible must prove legalism is not having a standard and trying to live by the Bible. That is not legalism. God bless you, and we'll talk to you next time.